early part of this week, I attended my last general board meeting as a trustee of the North Carolina Baptist State Convention, and this video was shown, and um, I can tell you that uh, it is encouraging, it is exciting to see North Carolina Baptist involved in um, mission efforts like these and other ways across our state. Um, we're in a four-part sermon series focusing on our church's mission statement, um, gather, grow, give, and go. Um, let's see if you can repeat that in case somebody says to you, where do you go to church? And you say, well, I go to Cornerstone Baptist Church. And somebody says, well, what's, what is your church about? And you can just say those four words, gather, grow, give, and go. Let's do it one more time. Gather, grow, give, and go. So see, now you know what Cornerstone is all about. We've talked about that we're a gathering church. We gather um, to worship God, to fellowship, um, and to study God's Word together, to pray together. Um, we, go, we gather uh, so that we can grow in our faith and in our walk with the Lord. And as we mature in our faith, we begin to give of our time and our talents and our resources to the ministries of the church and outside the church. We go and we, that's where we want all of our people uh, in here to eventually uh, be out there going. Um, a couple of years ago, my daughter Hannah gave me um, uh, this for a Christmas present. And I keep it in my uh, office uh, here at the church, and it's Matthew 8, 28, 19, and 20, with just a map of the world and just the two words, therefore, go. And it's a reminder that this is really um, uh, what we are about as um, uh, Christian people. Uh, I'm going to set that right there so you can look at that. Um, but it's just a reminder of what we're about as a church. We are, yes, it's important that we meet here and that we gather and that we grow and that we give so that we can do things to support the ministries and meet the needs of people in our church. But we must never forget that God has called us, not just called us, He's commanded us to go into the world. Friend, if we don't go, the world won't have a chance to believe. It's that simple. So today, I want to share with you why going should be at the heart of who we are as God's people. Why we should care about missions. Because God cares, and Jesus commanded us to go and reach a lost world. Now, take your Bible and open it there to Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20. This text that we're so familiar with was written um, after Jesus had died, he had been buried, he had been raised on the third day, and now Jesus is preparing to return to heaven. So he told his disciples to meet him at a prearranged place in Galilee. You, we read that in verse 10 of chapter 28. And Jesus' final words to these disciples of his as they gathered at his instruction to there um, in Galilee, um, bring into focus everything that um, the gospel of Matthew and the Christian life is all about. He ends with these words, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. 
Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Friend, if one misunderstands or fails to apply what Jesus said here in these closing verses of Matthew's gospel, then to a large extent, we have missed the whole point of Christianity. Jesus didn't call us just to be a gathering people. That's important. We know that. But that's not all he called us to do. He called us to go. To go forth from this place with that which we have learned here, that which we have um, applied to our own lives, we're to go and we're to share that message with a lost and dying world. Now, we commonly refer to this passage as the great commission of our Lord. Unfortunately, in many churches, you could well call this the great omission because we're good at gathering. We're good at even growing in discipleship to a certain level, and we even give. In fact, one of the mistakes that Southern Baptists have made for so many years, not as much in recent years as in earlier years, is when we gave to the cooperative program and we gave to Lottie Moon and Annie Armstrong, we thought that's all we were supposed to do. Um, uh, but uh, s- several years ago, in fact, when I first got here, if you'll remember, I preached a sermon on the fact that we are the hands of Christ. And we are to be the ones who go, not just give, but we are to go. And I thank God that this church is a going church. So I'm not here today to criticize us in any way. This is a going church. However, not everyone who is a part of this church has gone or has thought about going. And that's what I want you to think about today. The fact that as a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, all of us, all of us are called to go whenever we have the opportunity. Um, uh, Too often churches get involved in trivialities. We miss the most important things um, and we avoid the standing orders that Jesus gave to his church. And that is go. Go. So here's my takeaway. As followers of Christ, we're to go everywhere telling everyone about the Lord Jesus Christ. So if you've got your Bibles open here, I want you to see in this very familiar passage uh, three points related to going and sharing the gospel. The first thing I want you to see is we're to go with Christ's authority. Now look in verse 18. Jesus said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Circle that word authority. That's key. Jesus is about to give us our marching orders. And before he does, he reminds us who it is that's giving the orders. The Son of God himself. The one who has power and authority over all. Now, why was it necessary for Jesus to preface his command with these words? Because Jesus knew that what he was commanding would not be easy. 
He knew that at times it would seem impossible, that we would face obstacles, that we would face odds, that, that oh, there were going to be things, circumstances that were out of our control and we had nowhere else to go, nowhere to look to except to the Lord. And we must never forget who it is that we serve. When I was um, a trustee with the International Mission Board for nine years, one of the things that I enjoyed so much um, uh, when missionaries would come back and report to us um, uh, when we were uh, meeting at some of our meetings was how God had miraculously opened doors of opportunity for our missionaries to have a Put in the door in some really hard places, I mean dangerous places where the gospel had never penetrated before. And to just listen to the testimonies of these missionaries and then to come back to this text here in Matthew 28 when he says, he didn't just say go and you're on your own. He said go in my authority and I will watch over you. I will take care of you. I will provide everything you need. Friend, when Jesus calls us to do something, why? It doesn't have to be to go across the ocean to another country. It may be God calling you to teach a Sunday school class. It may be God calling you to work with children or work with youth or to do something in your neighborhood or in the community. Don't ever forget if God's calling you to do something, he will go with you and you will go in his authority. That's important. We don't go out in our own power. We don't go out in our own strength. We don't depend upon our wisdom and resources to accomplish this work of going. We go at Christ's command and with his power and under his protection and provision. That's the first thing I want you to see. When we go, we're to go with Christ's authority. Secondly, we are to go Every, to everyone, everywhere. <clears throat> now look what he says in verse 19. He said, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. You ought to circle that, those two words, all nations. Jesus instructs us to go everywhere. Now it seems clear he was emphasizing world penetration. The good news of salvation must penetrate all the world. Jesus reinforced his command here in Matthew's gospel when he wrote these words in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. He said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Now, what does that mean? It means that all people, all nations, all religious groups, all ethnic groups, all cultures. In other words, we're to go everywhere with the gospel. And friend, can I just say, the church ought to reflect all nations. We are to go to everyone, everywhere with the gospel. But sadly, many churches today are not engaged in any way in taking the gospel anywhere outside their doors. The United States has millions who profess faith in Christ but rarely demonstrate even the slightest interest in making Christ known in our own community, much less to the ends of the earth, as he commanded. Here at Cornerstone, I am again proud to say 
that we've been involved in all aspects of missions ministry for many years. We're definitely a going church. And I want to review some opportunities that we have to get engaged in missions and be a part of going. First of all, let's look at our local opportunities. <clears throat> we go through the Greensboro Urban Ministry as we work with Weaver House. Every second Saturday of the month, we serve breakfast to the homeless. If you're interested in that kind of ministry, um, Jeff Caudill heads up that ministry for us. Then we have church under the bridge downtown. On Saturday nights, our folks from our church and other churches sponsor um, a night where the homeless uh, are fed uh, and provided a worship service. Uh, this ministry meets compassionate needs, providing food and clothing and hygiene items, jackets and blankets in the wintertime. This ministry is led by Greg and Lisa Godat. And if you would like some information on that, contact them on, on uh, your interest in that ministry. Then the Winter Emergency Shelter. We partner with Grace Community Church to support their shelter that provides dinner and houses men from December through March. And our men sponsor one night each week by having two of our men spend the night and we serve dinner on that Tuesday night. Now, men and women can be involved in the serving of the dinner. The men are the ones who stay overnight to stay with those men that stay there in their <clears throat> church. Um, uh, our church is going to be asking men to sign up later this fall to be involved in this ministry. And I'm glad to say that in the past several years, this ministry under the direction of Doug German has been wonderfully successful. Um, uh, now, if you want to be involved, see Dennis uh, Neely, um, our pastor for church growth and outreach. Dennis will give you information about this ministry. We have the jail ministry um, that meets on Saturdays from 9 to 10. Men and women um, uh, at the Guilford County Jail uh, have the opportunity to hear God's word from uh, male and female volunteers from churches all over our association. Um, these men and women that are incarcerated are given a chance to meet the spiritual, uh, to, to come to know Christ um, if they've never uh, acknowledged Christ. And those who have uh, uh, made convert, uh, uh, or have been converted um, but just gotten off track, and that's why they're where they are, they have a chance to turn their lives back around to the Lord and to grow um, in discipleship. If you want some more info about our jail ministry, um, uh, Mike Bullens, James Hanley, Paul Cress, or Jay Love are um, some of those who uh, head that ministry. The Greensboro Crisis Pregnancy Center. There are four ways that you can go locally and help the women choose life for their unborn children. Number one, you can help facilitate all the operations of the Greensboro Pregnancy Care Center walk each spring, which helps this ministry raise the necessary uh, monies um, uh, that supports the majority of their budget. This ministry is led by Andrew Graham. Now, some of our people sign up to raise funds and participate in the walk each spring and this is the way that they raise money as well. And this part of that ministry is led by Josh and Caitlin Robbins. The women in our church 
have mentored mothers who are choosing life. This is headed by uh, Kelly Butler Bailiff. If you'd like some information on being a counselor in that regard, let Kelly know. And then number four, we can join other churches in times of prayer outside of a clinic every Saturday morning through a group called Love Life. Um, every time, it's, it's been um, uh, 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 researched and shown that every time believers go and pray outside of one of these abortion clinics, there's a significant decrease in the number of abortions. This coming November 17th, we're encouraging our members to be a part of uh, one of these prayer events. And so if you're interested in that, see Patrick Smith, who works with our prayer team, and, uh, or Dennis, if you would like more information. Now let's talk about some state opportunities. North Carolina Baptist Omission, which you just saw the video of, are helping with things like um, disaster relief, uh, such as Hurricane Florence. Um, right now, there are nine large mobile kitchens serving close to 100,000 hot meals every day to people affected by the hurricane. These nine kitchens are serving in Newburn, Jacksonville, Wilmington, Lumberton, Kinston, Hope Mills, Wallace, Whiteville, and Bolivia. Yeah, there is a Bolivia, North Carolina. Um, all of these big kitchens also have recovery operations working out of them doing chainsaw um, uh, you know, operations, um, uh, mud outs, tear outs, um, uh, sanitation uh, uh, things that need to be done. Um, uh, they, they distribute cleaning supplies, non-perishable items, canned food, diapers, baby formula, just anything that those folks who've been flooded and are in need of things can do. If you would like information on the North Carolina Baptist Old Mission and you, maybe your uh, willingness to go and help during the uh, disaster relief with the hurricane, you can contact baptistonmission.org and get more information. And then we have campers on mission. We have six people in our own church right now today <clears throat> who are getting ready to head back to the state fair. This ministry is headed by Bill and Betty Wilson, um, uh, assisted with by Stephen and Beverly Scott, Gary and Phyllis Lycan. Um, uh, they will be at the state fair the whole time that the fair is going on from October the 11th through the 21st. Terry Smith is going to be preaching um, uh, on uh, October the 14th there at the state fair. Um, uh, we are, I'm, I'm thrilled. Every time I go to the state fair, I, I make uh, everybody with me go by and see these guys because they're just working so hard feeding meals to the workers and have uh, looking for opportunities to share the gospel national opportunities we now have an opportunity um, uh, to help um, uh, Aaron and Emily Peters most of you uh, remember Aaron Peters who grew up here in our church came through our youth group Aaron went and served in youth ministry at Hickory Grove Baptist Church in Charlotte. 
Aaron now is a church planter in Boston, and uh, we're going to be helping them with their work in starting the church up there. This ministry uh, is going to take place as early as this summer. We've got a trip planned for this summer, and uh, Hannah Spear is going to uh, be our uh, leader uh, representing the church. If you're interested in going, uh, there's only a minimal number of slots that are available because of the fact that there's not that big a work right now. But if you're interested, you need to let Hannah know and uh, uh, let her know of your interest. Um, now, let's talk about international opportunities. You heard from Mercy and Grace this morning about um, our trips to Honduras. Every summer we go to Honduras to minister, providing clean water, training pastors, building churches, sharing the gospel through vacation Bible school, and more. I, I want to encourage you to be sure to be here on October 21st to hear from these Honduras uh, missionaries on the Mercy and Grace staff. And uh, your hearts could be thrilled to hear what's going on down there and what some of our teams have been able to do. If you're interested in Honduras, then contact Greg or Lisa Godat. Kenya is, is another international opportunity. Every other summer, we go to the Ear Airy community in Kenya as part of our partnership with the 410 Bridge. And members of our church sponsor children in Kenya and get to meet the children they sponsor when they go on these trips. They also lead Bible studies and do community projects. These trips are led by Patrick Smith. And then Spain. Every other summer, we go to Spain to support Scott and Cindy Hunter, um, uh, our former uh, children's director here at uh, Cornerstone. Uh, we provide English classes. We teach, help them teach lessons to kids in English. Um, which is vital uh, in making inroads into the Spanish community. If you're interested in going to Spain on one of those trips, contact Wendy Strobel or Linda Bruton. Friend, these are opportunities, and this is just a few of the ones that we're involved in. Now you know why I say we're a going church. Um, <clears throat> these are some opportunities for you to participate in. Uh, let me just do this. I didn't, I didn't plan to do this. I just want to know... How many of you have been involved in any of those opportunities, local, state, national, international? Would you just stand up? If you've ever been on any one of those, I'm even the Greensboro Pregnancy Care Walk, whatever you've been involved. Look at this. I see that's what I mean when I say we're a going church. Thank you. you may be seated. But some of you, and I'm not trying to, you know, uh, embarrass anybody in any way today. I'm just trying to get you to see we're involved. We're engaged, but wouldn't it be great if one day a pastor, maybe me, would stand up and ask, how many of you have been involved? And the entire congregation stood up. Wouldn't it be great? We have opportunities to serve. All right, number three. If we're to go, we're to go with the gospel. Friend, let me just say something, and I want to be clear, if you don't hear anything else today, we are not a social gospel church. We are a gospel-oriented mission church. When we go, our primary reason for going, whether it's to 
uh, support the Greensboro Pregnancy Care Center or whether it's to feed the homeless or whether it's to go clear around the world, it is with the intent and purpose to share the gospel with a lost and dying world. Amen? Why are we to go to everyone everywhere? Why should Cornerstone be involved in missions? Is doing good works just enough? Is social gospel ministry sufficient without any concern for a person's soul? Not according to Jesus. Look what he says. When you go, go baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. Essentially what Jesus is saying is we're to go so that lost people will hear the gospel. The Holy Spirit will make them see their need for forgiveness and they will be led to trust Christ as their Savior and Lord and commit their lives to His Lordship. That's what is meant by baptizing them. And then after conversion and baptism, mature believers are to teach them about their new faith through worship, Bible study, prayer, fellowship of a local church, and that is what we commonly call discipleship. So we're to go with the gospel with the intent of converting them, baptizing them, and then discipling them, growing them, getting them started on their road to Christian maturity. Friend, it is our responsibility to take the gospel to everyone, everywhere, whenever, however, God gives us opportunity. Jimmy Scroggins, who is pastor of the Family Church in West Palm Beach, Florida, says this, We want to gather and be the church in here, but then we want to scatter and be the church out there. Because that's where we're going to have the most effective gospel conversations. He adds, at some point you have to have a direct gospel conversation where you talk about repentance and faith and you invite someone to repent of their sins and believe the story of Jesus. Friend, can I just say this? I believe that any mission effort that fails in its effort to reach this point is a failure. This is what missions is all about. It's to do whatever we can with every means we can to make sure that we get the message of the gospel to them. Cornerstone cannot continue to play church while the world outside our doors is headed for an imminent hell. We just can't. It's not enough for us to come in here and be satisfied that God in His love and His grace has saved me, saved my family, and then not care about that lost co-worker, that lost classmate, that lost neighbor, that lost family member, that lost friend, that lost person on the other side of the world that, without the gospel, is headed for an imminent hell apart. From God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Friend, we can't just come and worship. And we have some wonderful times of worship in this church. We can't just come and and enjoy our small groups. And we have some great times of Bible study and fellowship in this place. We can't come 
and just participate in the various programs and activities that this church does so well. And then go home with an indifferent heart and pretend that everything is fine. The truth is, if we don't go with the gospel, the world will not believe. Jesus said, therefore, go. 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 Go everywhere to everyone. Go across the street. Go across the office. Go across the classroom. Go across your city. Go across the state. Go across America. And go across the world. And tell them how much God loves them. And that Jesus came and died for them. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish but of everlasting life. Let's go for the glory of God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you.